Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Step, step, step. Do you know how many steps your warehouse workers are taking a day? When your workers are walking, you're losing money. Endless trips to the printer or computer add up fast. Newcastle's mobile industrial carts with integrated power eliminate the walking to stationary printers and computers, keeping workers focused on high value tasks. Often, doubling their output thousands of powered cart installations including ones at the new warehouse's own micro fulfillment center and in my previous jobs prove that newcastle customers get more done and save money to learn more head to newcastlesys.com that's newcastlesys.com Today's warehouse needs to keep inventory moving smoothly and quickly. Meet these challenges with on-demand warehouse labeling from Brother Mobile Solutions. Our mobile and industrial printers will help optimize your operations to achieve the speed, reliability, and durability your warehouse needs. With easy integration for existing warehouse technology, convenient portability, and upfront affordability, Brother Mobile Solutions is at your side when it comes to warehouse labeling. Try one for free today by visiting brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse or click the link in the show notes. That's brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse to try one for free today. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Manifest 2023. And I am joined now by Yariv Bash, and he is the CEO of Flytrex, which is focused on on-demand commercial drone delivery. So we're going to talk a little bit about drone delivery, how it fits into the logistics space, and also what he thinks is the, the future of drone delivery, because it's very, very early on, I would say, in drone delivery. So Yariv, welcome to uh, the show here, the show within the show, I guess, the New Warehouse within Manifest. How has it going for you so far? So far, it's been quite interesting. Yeah. Flytrex is doing something a bit different than most other companies here. So we're not okay. doing long haul or last mile. Yeah. We're doing on demand. So it's a bit different, but we're still, you know, I'm enjoying the show and the other conference. Okay, cool. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. What, is, what does that mean versus for drone delivery specifically? I mean, what is on demand delivery versus the long haul? What, is, what do you mean by that? So. Flytex is not exactly a drone company. We mm-hmm. do use drones, but we're a bit more like DoorDash or Uber Eats. Okay. We have our own app. Yeah. We're connected to all the different restaurants. Yeah. But instead of using a human person, we're using drones. Oh, okay. And in this case, we're also designing and manufacturing them as commercial airplanes. So yeah. We can do like that. And when you talk today about drone deliveries, it's one segment, everything mixed up in a bucket. 
but if you look at ground-based deliveries, right. when you're ordering a hamburger on DoorDash, most chances that the DoorDasher won't be arriving in a shiny new BMW. Right, true. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ordering a pizza, mm-hmm. most likely it's not going to be a FedEx truck yeah. delivering your pizza. And it's going to be the same with drone deliveries. You need mm. different vehicles and actually different companies right. for different segments. So what we're f- focusing on is on-demand delivery, okay. which is instead of having, especially in the new suburbs, a guy in a vehicle right. driving from one place to the next to deliver a hamburger, mm-hmm. and he's using a one-ton car to deliver a hamburger, two, maybe four for a family, yeah. and instead of that, just replacing him with a drone, which is an autonomous machine that doesn't get tired, and it's a lot more affordable in the long run. Yeah, so now, so what would happen, I guess, is there would be separate companies that have these drone fleets, I guess, and then and they would get paired up with like a DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that, and then they would get the the order or whatever, and they would just send it to. We can do that. Yeah. Today we have our own app. Okay. Our own app. And for instance, in Holly Springs, that's our first right. town that we started servicing more than a year ago in okay. North Carolina. So we initially got an approval to service 1.15 miles. Right. And after a year, within that area, more than 60% of the households have downloaded the Flytrex app and made at least one order with really? the system. Wow. So that's like a, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And there were traditional on-demand services operating there before we came, so we didn't go into a vacuum or a void. Right. Yeah. We just you know replaced them. And a year after that, we were at almost 50% penetration, hmm. uh, retention, sorry. Yeah. So customers just keep ordering with us. Very interesting. So and it, The potential is, is just crazy. Yeah, and that's utilizing drones now? Utilizing our drones today. Oh, wow. So we've got five stations in North Carolina and Texas. Where yeah. You can just, we've got thousands of customers just ordering whatever they want to eat for dinner, lunch, in between, yeah. using our system. Interesting. So, so how do you navigate? Because I think you know, in talking to other people in the, the drone space and you know, looking at drone delivery, I think one of the biggest hurdles is is regulations, right? So, how do you tackle those regulations, and how are you able to kind of get this in place in these locations that you have now? So, regulations. It's not a zero to one moment. It's a step by step process. We've been working with the FAA for five years now. Yeah. And. Part of that is getting those small, smaller approvals right. for those specific locations where we can start exper- experimenting and working with our system. And that's a result of really working almost on a daily basis with the FAA in the past five years. Mm. Our drones might look like something that you can buy online or maybe even assemble in your backyard, yeah. in a garage, but they're actually being certified as commercial airplanes. Interesting. As okay. if I was a Boeing or a Cessna or an Airbus. Right, yeah. And it's a very lengthy process, no matter who you are. Yeah. And you have to respect that. Yeah. Because our skies are very safe and you want to make sure that you know safety remains yeah. as it is That's today. first, right? Yeah. So things take time. It's a marathon rather than you know a sprint. It's mm-hmm. not a SaaS company that can double the customers tomorrow using more marketing. Yeah. Because everything is very slow. But once you get used to that pace, mm. it's, I think, from all the different civil aviation authorities that we've worked with around the world, and we've worked with more than a few, right. the FAA is taking the, like, the most mature approach. Okay. 
dedicating a lot of resources to making this happen. Again, it's a lengthy process, but mm. the amount of resources that are being dedicated to certifying drones today in the U.S. is incredible. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things, right? Is the is getting the regulations there. So uh, I'm curious now because you're saying that you know you have the ability to to work with different companies and, and have them utilize like your your platform in a sense. So so are you because you have your own app, right? Time, so just like yeah, yeah. So so if we go on your app now, is it your you have like a, a warehouse somewhere that you're providing these supplies, or they're coming from other locations? So currently, we're focused on food, on hot okay. food from restaurants, hot meals. Right. And besides that, we have a partnership with Walmart and a few others where we also do groceries. Okay. And, and a bit of retail. Mm-hmm. For us, the, the current focus is uh, is on meals from restaurants okay because the margins there are higher yeah and customers are usually when you're ordering something on you know mm-hmm. for on demand food you're really hungry and you want to get it as fast as possible yeah usually yeah. and with drones <laughs> it's not, not it's also more affordable but it's also faster mm-hmm. and you get the food hotter okay next phase in a few years we think that retail is going to be the, uh, the big market for drones yeah. because if you can get your next iphone mm-hmm. in 15 minutes from the nearest Target, Walmart, Best Buy. Right. Then why wait for next day delivery? Yeah, it'll save you a ton if, of time, right? You know, you want to measure three different T-shirts from Gap. Yeah. You can order all three, and then use the drone to return the oh, T-shirts. Oh, send like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. For the reverse so, logistics. Yeah, interesting. Exactly. So we're not there yet. Yeah. But with at least with restaurants, we're already there. Yeah. Retail is going to take a bit longer. So now is it? You're like you have the restaurant. You guys are making the food, or is it going to in, independent restaurants? So and picking what up? we do is we set up a station in a shopping center, like a you know, okay. strip mall yeah. in the suburbs, and then we can service all the the different restaurants in that shopping center. Mm. So in the places where we're currently working, we're talking about between twenty to forty different restaurants. Interesting. Wow. So so how does it work on the the pickup side, right? Because, you know, I'm envisioning what I see. I live in, you know, I live in New Jersey and, you know, there's a lot of suburbs and things like that. And, you know, there's a shopping center, you go in and there's, you know, maybe there's a Chili's and there's an Applebee's or something like that. So the the drone comes in and now like somebody, yeah, how does it get loaded in? How do you ensure that, you know, the, you know, my French fries aren't like falling all over the place or something like, how does, how does that work? That's a great question. So yeah. today what we do, we've got our own runners. Mm-hmm. So restaurant side, they don't have to change a thing. You've got a human being walking inside, yeah. picking up the order just like any other on-demand service. But then instead of going into his car and driving like three miles away, right. all he has to do is walk like a few hundreds of yards hmm. and put it on the drone in the station. Our next version later yeah. this year, the drone will hover outside of the restaurant okay. and lower the tether. And then it's uh. going to be either a local runner who just, you know, moves between different restaurants in that area yeah or it's going to be a restaurant employee going outside and just putting the package on the tether hmm. on the hook and that's it interesting interesting so now the so that's the pickup part right and then what about the the actual drop-off like at my house right is it just like dropping it in the middle of my front yard or how does that work so we're uh, tailored for backyards okay which is actually most of the U.S. population lives in private houses, more than 82 right. million backyards or front yeah. lawns, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And over there, we'll deliver either to your backyard or front lawn, depending on the analysis that we've done. Mm. 
and then the drone hovers at roughly 80 feet or so. Okay. Lowers the tether with the package. Yeah. Gently lowers it down, releases it, and just flies away. Interesting. And the interesting thing is that in the first few times, people are like outside taking oh, videos. Oh, sure, yeah, taking like a video, yeah. yeah. Etc. <laughs> By the third or fourth time, it's just normal. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, there's a notification on the app, oh, the food is outside waiting for us. Wow, interesting. That's really cool. I could see how that's working. It could work really well in these like shopping centers, but also in the application of like a ghost kitchen as well, right? Where you sure. like have multiple different things coming and then your drones are just leaving from there. So, But the, the interesting thing is that currently most of the ghost kitchens are aimed at denser areas. Major right, cities, yeah. urban areas, mm. because they need that population density to, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. to make a profit. And once you go to the suburbs, we haven't seen too many ghost kitchen operating in a, you know small towns or yeah. suburban areas. Mm -hmm. And over there, that's okay, because you've got between 20 and 40 restaurants in that shopping center, and usually you've got between 10 to 30 extra restaurants on the main street. Okay. And once you do pickups with the drone, you can just pick up for yeah wherever in the town so hmm. really interesting stuff and I'm really excited to see a drone deliver me a meal in the future so, so I mean how far do you off do you think we are to seeing like this you know expand throughout the country if you're living today you know in the area of Raleigh Durham in North Carolina yeah. or, or in Dallas Fort Worth in Texas then besides all the backyards each one of our stations always has a public spot Okay. So you can just come and experience yeah. drone deliveries for yourself, and we've got people doing that. It's pretty cool. It's Interesting. Yeah. On you know, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. Of <laughs> I think that during 2023, we're going to see more stations, mm. especially from Flytrex, but from other uh, companies. I think that during 2024, we're going to see so rapid expansion. Really? Okay. Flytrex was just a Operating partners, the uh, local mm. aviation company that operates our drones, Cozy Aviation, just received their Part 135 approval. Okay. So that's actually a national approval. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. To operate our drones across the U.S. But we're still not ready for that. We still have to mm. improve our unit economy. Okay. If it was 2021, then, you know, I'd go and start burning investors' money like crazy. Yeah. Opening <laughs> stations and... Working yeah, yeah. on the unit economy as you know, as I do that. But yeah. currently, during 2023, we're going to dedicate most of the year to improving the unit economy. Mm. So in 2024, we'll be able to start opening a lot more stations without losing a lot, you know, burning a lot of money. Yeah, very interesting stuff, and definitely looking forward to seeing how drones kind of expand throughout the country and become more readily available for, for delivery applications like this. So, Yariv, I want to thank you so much for, for talking to me today on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And if people are interested in learning more about the company, how can they do that? So, our website is flytrex.com. We've got, you know, Twitter, Facebook page. All right. Uh, I'm not sure we're on TikTok, but we've got Instagram. <laughs> All right. And even if you just you know Google or you know search for Flytrex on TikTok, you're gonna see lots of crazy videos of our customers. Interesting. I'm gonna look that up. So we're gonna put all the information at thenewwarehouse.com as well. So Yariv, thank you once again for joining me today. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.